Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. I don't know what's going on around here, y'all, but I'm having a lot of conversations with a lot of guys, and I just want to share these conversations with you so that you can get some kind of sense of, you know, the type of things that we talk about in here, the concerns that we have, and I'm just really enjoying what's going on right now. So uh, I'm, this episode here, I'm going to be talking about a question that one of my friends asked me. He said, uh, you know, we were talking about uh, my book, Becoming a Murderer, right? How PTSD influenced my decisions, right? And we went to child that morning, me and another guy. That the, the guy that read the book was not uh, the, the guy that asked the question, right? But we were all three sitting at the table together eating chow. Uh, and, and, and my friend, he was listening to the other guy ask me questions about the book, you know, about PTSD and how did I become aware of what was going on with me and, and all of these types of things, right? So my friend, he said, Joe, how, did, how do you identify you know, your trauma. He said a lot of people might want to work on themselves, but they not they may not know how to identify what's going on with them, right? And I said, well, it's pretty, it, it, it wasn't hard for me, but it was, it was, once I did, it was pretty straightforward. So that's what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. Uh, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, and I don't play one on my podcast, uh, despite what some people may say, right? But I'm going to be getting into that, and I hope that you uh, find it to be informative and uh, enjoyable at the same time, entertaining at the same time, right? So just sit back and relax and enjoy the show, y'all. Check this out, y'all. Like I said, the question that I was asked is like, how to, how do you identify? How did I identify the trauma that uh, I believe caused the, the 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 foundation of the way I responded to different situations and and how I conducted myself in my relationships uh, when I was younger and older and and all of the decisions that I made, how did I identify that original trauma that connected to all of these things that I believe influenced uh, my decisions, right? And for me, I was always curious about why I thought about things the way that I did. I was always curious about why I felt rejected when my girlfriend uh, would say something not meaning to hurt me, but it would hurt me when she would say that uh, something as innocent as, well, I got to get off the phone uh, because mama is, needs to use the phone. I might take that as well, you don't really want to talk to me, you know, and it would bother me. Or it might be a situation where... Um, you know, because when you're younger, you break up a lot and you get back together. And whenever, you know, me and my girlfriend at the time would break up or whoever I was with would break up or something like that or she didn't want to talk to me, I would feel devastated by that. You know, and I know to some extent that's the normal thing that happens. But with me, it was always more. It just really put me in this funk to where I just felt worthless. You know what I'm saying? And like nobody 
wanted me. Nobody wanted to be around me. But then on the other hand, I was this popular dude. So it was always a conflict with me. And it made me curious about what was going on with me, even at that age, you know. And as I got older and started to understand more about what had happened to me when my mother died, it all started to make sense because um, it's best I can remember. My life, um, even though my mother died when I was seven, for those of you that don't know. Um, when my mother died, before my mother died, my life, I, I can't remember any bad or sad times, man, even uh, though we had it rough. You know what I'm saying? Uh, looking back, I know that we had it rough. I, I just, I was a happy kid. I was a happy kid, man. And uh, after she died, even though I was surrounded by people that loved me, um, I had somewhere to lay my head. I had food to eat. I had clothes to wear. My siblings were around. My cousins were around. My grandparents on both sides. I had people all around me that loved me. I felt this void in me. And it wasn't until I got older that I became, became more and more curious about what was going on with me. And when I learned about all of the things in relation to my mother's death, uh, I started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Now, the way I came to know about all of the things surrounding my mother's death, I was on, uh, I was pending a death penalty trial, and my, the, you have what you call jury consultants, a jury consultant that my attorney had hired. Um, they had come out. And they may have volunteered to handle my case. Either hired or volunteered, but they were great people. They, the, the, the guy had come out, and he interviewed me, and he asked me, he said, do you know uh, the circumstances surrounding your mother's death? He was asking all kinds of questions. And I'm like, yeah, my mother died from breast cancer. And he was like, no. He said, uh, your mother uh, died in another way. He said that she had been... It had been rumored that she had been given drugs and she died of uh, an overdose once she was in the hospital. And the more I learned about that, uh, I learned that my grandparents uh, kept that hidden from me for years. Because when my mother died, I stopped talking. I stopped talking for three months. I, never, I, I, I didn't say one word for three months. And it's making me emotional now just thinking about this. And I think it always will. But I'm better now. But as I learned the facts about my mother's death, it started to make sense to me some of the things that I was feeling and had been feeling all of my life. Thinking about and learning about what happened to my mother, it made me feel so alone and, and just afraid and like I was missing something, somebody, and I was missing her. And no matter what I did in my life, anytime something happened to make me that, like my girlfriend breaking up with me, it would trigger 
that feeling that I had when I started to learn about what happened to my mother. So I kept going back and I kept going back. And that's as far back as I could go. But those things that I was experiencing growing up without knowing what my mother had endured and, and died from, the things that I was curious about, that was all of the things that if I would have had the information about what happened to my mother, I would have known early on what was going on with me. Because if I would have been able to receive some type of counseling early on, I may have been able to process and re-narrate uh, things that happened to me growing up in a positive way, in a way that, would, that wouldn't have made me feel rejected. But that wasn't the case. And because of that, it's not blaming anybody. I just think therapy would have helped me. But because of that, I made a lot of I made a lot of decisions in my life that were rooted and grounded in fear and rejection. Because that's how I felt about the death of my mother without knowing what I felt about the death of my mother, if that makes any sense. So when my friend asked that question, how do you identify that trauma, that that original trauma that shapes the way you see the world and how you uh, navigate your way through it. I told him, I said, man, what you need to do, and I'm saying this based off of my experience, I can't tell anybody else what to do. I just wanted to share this story with you. More than anything, let me say this. I would recommend, if you have any questions about things that you respond to. If somebody does something to you and you feel rejected by it or you get depressed real easy, not to say that that's an easy thing to do, or you get, or you feel lonely or you feel frightened when you walk down hallways like I did. I'd walk through hallways, I'd walk through alleyways and I would just feel this sense of abandonment and loneliness that I, I didn't know what it was. If you feel any of those types of things, don't wait till you figure out what the original trauma that set that emotion is or was, go get therapy for that. But what I told him, absent of that, or being able to do that, I said, pay attention to what the universe is trying to tell you. When you have those moments that you make a decision, you know, something happens to you and it makes you super angry or your heartbeat just increases and your palms start to sweat, you're having a reaction. You're being triggered by something. Be curious about it. Be curious about that. And start to wonder to yourself, what was that? And what did that person say or do that caused this reaction in me? Try not to, uh, and I hope I'm using the correct word here, try not to deflect and focus on the person that caused you to feel that way because you'll get sidetracked, okay? But try to focus on what it was that that person did to make you feel that way. And then it's kind of like uh, just researching your family history. Start to go back and try to remember when you felt like this before and what was going on. And it may be too much for you. So get some help. 
Ask your friends, the people around you that support you, right? Ask them to help you identify what is going on with you. Tell them, when such and such did this to me, it made me feel this way. Write it down. And when you write that down, make your journal. Remember that day and time and what happened. And then do it again. The next time it happens, write it down and be focused on that. And start to try to go back in your memory and remember other times that you felt this way. And the more you dig, the more you dig, you're going to learn that there's something, there's something that happened to you that shaped the way you, the way your brain interprets these things. And it's really your brain. I know for me, when I shut down, I stopped talking. Uh, they had to take me out of school briefly. Uh, I became clingy with my grandparents. Uh, I would be in a crowd of people and it would appear that I'm having fun, but I really never was to the extent that you would imagine I would be anyway. I could be around a room full of people and not be happy. I knew how to pretend. I learned how to pretend. I learned to put on the face that they were expecting to see and put on the face that they were having, that they were projecting. So they assumed that if they were laughing and I was laughing, I was happy. But I was struggling. So think about those types of things and make your journal and go back and go back. And you may go back to a point to where, you know, you can't go any further. Talk to your parents. But talk to them in a way of love and grace. Because they may know something about what's going on with you that they haven't told you. Not because they don't love you, but because they believe that it's protecting you. Because that's what happened to me. My grandparents, I'll never forget when I called home, I was on Max. After the jury consultant had told me that my grandparents told him the true circumstances of my mother's death. And they decided not to tell me about it. Because they didn't think that I could handle it because of the trauma that I suffered, the, 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 the reaction that I had suffered uh, when I was a kid. They were afraid that I would relapse and do the same thing. And they just said, as, as I got older, they, it just never seemed to be the right time. But my brother, the, which was older than me, and my sister, which was younger than me, they told them, but they never told me because it didn't affect them in the same way. And they thought that they were doing what was best for me. So when I called my grandmother and I said, why didn't y'all tell me? She told me exactly that. She said, baby, we just didn't never have the right time. It never seemed like the right time. So that let me know then in that conversation I had with Granny that there were other times in my life as I was growing up that they saw, ah, he might not be able to handle this now. You know what I'm saying? And you know how it is. As time goes on, you know, it just, the longer you wait to do something, the longer you wait to do it. And I think that's what happened. And it just never seemed to be a right time. It never seemed to be a time that everybody would be comfortable in doing it. And as you get older, and, you, and, 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 and I can imagine them saying, well, if we tell them now, what benefit is it? You know, um, he, will he get angry with us? Will he be upset? So let's just leave it alone. Nobody talked about it. Nobody even talked about it. 
Not to me. I had no clue. All those years, I thought that my mother had died from cancer. And that's what I believed, and that's what I told people when they asked me. And I, I meant no harm in telling them that I, I thought that's what happened. But it was a lie. It was a lie. It was the lie that I had been told. It was the lie that I had been told that I could handle. You see? And that's what we go through. So if you want to try to identify that trauma that can answer some questions for you and explain to you, give you some kind of understanding and explanation of why you might handle your problems in the way that you do, work on it like that. Try to identify that trauma by paying attention to how you respond to certain things, to what people say. If it makes you upset, if it makes you sad, if it makes you anxious, if it frightens you, question it. Be bold and courageous and question that. And that should help you. It did me. It can give you some insight into yourself that uh, you would never have imagined because once I learned that and I'm able to connect how I feel to a certain time in, the, in an event that happened to me, I was able to understand it better. And through reading the literature and talking to some of the uh, people here at this facility that uh, I can trust to talk to about what I've shared with you, uh, they've been able to give me little tidbits of information and, and help that I can do this, try that. You know, and then talking to my sister, my sister's a therapist, she's helped me tremendously. Uh, and other family members have helped me tremendously, you know, uh, in the way that they've given me advice about having, how to deal with it and filling in the gaps in what happened to me in my life. Because another thing, another thing that happens to you when you go through something like that, it messes with your memory. You'll start to question things that happen to you and you'll forget about things that have happened to you because your brain is blocking it out from you so that you can cope and move forward and as you go on that journey you're going to notice that you got large gaps in your memory that you can't recall like you can other things and relying on my family my uncle his memory is superb genealogist you know my brother you know the things that he said to me, people that were friends of my mother, things that they told me, it helped me to put this uh, emotional timeline together that has helped me in ways that I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. It's given me some uh, insight that without that information, I wouldn't have had. And, and that's what I'm trying to explain to you. So to help you identify your trauma, Question how you feel. Question it. Don't be afraid of it. And you may not be able to do it alone. I don't recommend that you do it alone. I didn't. Uh, like I said, if you're able, find you a therapist. If you're not able, um, go to your friends and family with love and grace and ask them to help fill in the blanks. But ultimately, I'm gonna say this, you're gonna need somebody to talk to that's professional in this field, and they'll be able to help you in ways that uh, your family may not be able to. 
They may not be able to. And you can, you can find a therapist out there. You know, some of them do pro bono work. You know what I'm saying? If they have their own uh, firm, clinic. So just ask. Let them know what you can afford and what you can't afford. And uh, I'm pretty sure that they'll help you. Because at the end of the day, therapists, hey, these are the heroes of the world, man. They want to see everybody emotionally healthy. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if you told them what you're trying to do in the journey that you're on, that they would help you, you know? So give that a try. And uh, I hope that uh, I've answered that question uh, for you. If you have any questions about this particular topic, uh, hit me up in my comment section or hit me up if it's private, uh, hit me up in my uh, email. Doing time with Joe T at gmail.com. That's D O I N, not D O I N G, y'all. And uh, with the help of my family, uh, I'll hit you back, you know, and let you know, you know, the best I can, you know, what I think about whatever it is that you ask me. And uh, with that, you know, I'm going to wrap this show up. I really have enjoyed sharing this with you. It has really, this has been therapeutic for me today, y'all. I really appreciate the opportunity that all of you have given me out there by listening to my episodes. Uh, I do consider you to be family. Um, you've given me back, like I said before, you've given me back something that I gave away, and that's my voice. And I really want to thank you for that, right? This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.